part three chapter four section one of under western eyes by joseph conrad recording by expatriate in bangor maine part three chapter four section one in his incertitude of the ground on which he stood razumov felt perturbed turning his head quickly he saw two men on the opposite side of the road seeing themselves noticed by sophia antonovna they crossed over at once and passed one after another through the little gate by the side of the empty lodge they looked hard at the stranger but without mistrust the crimson blouse being a flaring safety signal the first great white hairless face double chin prominent stomach which he seemed to carry forward consciously within a strongly distended overcoat only nodded and averted his eyes peevishly his companion lean flushed cheekbones a military red moustache below a sharp salient nose approached at once sophia antonovna greeting her warmly his voice was very strong but inarticulate it sounded like a deep buzzing the woman revolutionist was quietly cordial this is razumov she announced in a clear voice the lean newcomer made an eager half-turn he will want to embrace me thought our young man with a deep recoil of all his being while his limbs seemed too heavy to move but it was a groundless alarm he had to do now with a generation of conspirators who did not kiss each other on both cheeks and raising an arm that felt like lead he dropped his hand into a largely outstretched palm fleshless and hot as if dried up by fever giving a bony pressure expressive seeming to say between us there's no need of words the man had big wide-open eyes razumov fancied he could see a smile behind their sadness this is razumov sophia antonovna repeated loudly for the benefit of the fat man who at some distance displayed the profile of his stomach no one moved everything sounds attitudes movements and immobility seemed to be part of an experiment the result of which was a thin voice piping with comic peevishness oh yes razumov we've been hearing of nothing but mr razumov for months for my part i confess i would rather have seen haldin on this spot instead of mr razumov the squeaky stress put on the name razumov mr razumov pierced the ear ridiculously like the falsetto of a circus clown beginning an elaborate joke astonishment was razumov's first response followed by sudden indignation what's the meaning of this he asked in a stern tone tut silliness he's always like that sophia antonovna was obviously vexed but she dropped the information nakator from her lips just loud enough to be heard by razumov the abrupt squeaks of the fat man seemed to proceed from that thing like a balloon he carried under his overcoat the stolidity of his attitude the big feet the lifeless hanging hands the enormous bloodless cheek the thin wisps of hair straggling down the fat nape of the neck fascinated razumov into a stare on the verge of horror and laughter nikita surnamed nakator with a sinister aptness of alliteration razumov had heard of him he had heard so much since crossing the frontier of these celebrities of the militant revolution the legends the stories the authentic chronicle which now and then peeps out before a half incredulous world razumov had heard of him he was supposed to have killed more gendarmes and police agents than any revolutionist living he had been entrusted with executions the paper with the letters n n the very pseudonym of murder found pinned on the stabbed breast of a certain notorious spy this picturesque detail of a sensational murder case had got into the newspapers was the mark of his handiwork by order of the committee n n 
a corner of the curtain lifted to strike the imagination of the gaping world he was said to have been innumerable times in and out of russia the nakator of bureaucrats of provincial governors of obscure informers he lived between whiles razumov had heard on the shores of the lake of como with a charming wife devoted to the cause and two young children but how could that creature so grotesque as to set town dogs barking at its mere sight go about on those deadly errands and slip through the meshes of the police what now what now the voice squeaked i am only sincere it's not denied that the other was the leading spirit well it would have been better if he had been the one spared to us more useful i am not a sentimentalist say what i think only natural squeak 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 without a gesture without a stir the horrible squeaky burlesque of professional jealousy this man of a sinister alliterative nickname this executioner of revolutionary verdicts the terrifying n n exasperated like a fashionable tenor by the attention attracted to the performance of an obscure amateur sophia antonovna shrugged her shoulders the comrade with the martial red moustache hurried towards razumov full of conciliatory intentions in his strong buzzing voice devil take it and in this place too in the public street so to speak but you can see yourself how it is one of his fantastic sallies absolutely of no consequence pray don't concern yourself cried razumov going off into a long fit of laughter don't mention it the other his hectic flush like a pair of burns on his cheekbones stared for a moment and burst out laughing too razumov whose hilarity died out all at once made a step forward enough of this he began in a clear incisive voice though he could hardly control the trembling of his legs i will have no more of it i shall not permit any one i can see very well what you are at with those illusions inquire investigate i defy you but i will not be played with he had spoken such words before he had been driven to cry them out in the face of other suspicions it was an infernal cycle bringing round that protest like a fatal necessity of his existence but it was no use he would be always played with luckily life does not last for ever i won't have it he shouted striking his fist into the palm of his other hand kirylo sidorovitch what has come to you the woman revolutionist interfered with authority they were all looking at razumov now the slayer of spies and gendarmes had turned about presenting his enormous stomach in full like a shield don't shout there are people passing sophia antonovna was apprehensive of another outburst a steam-launch from monrepose had come to the landing-stage opposite the gate its hoarse whistle and the churning noise alongside all unnoticed had landed a small bunch of local passengers who were dispersing their several ways only a specimen of early tourists in knickerbockers conspicuous by a brand-new yellow leather glass-case hung about for a moment scenting something unusual about these four people within the rusty iron gates of what looked the grounds run wild of an unoccupied private house ah if he had only known what the chance of commonplace travelling had suddenly put in his way but he was a well-bred person he averted his gaze and moved off with short steps along the avenue on the watch for a tram-car a gesture from sophia antonovna leave him to me had sent the two men away the buzzing of the inarticulate voice growing fainter and fainter and the thin pipe of what now what's the matter reduced to the proportions of a squeaking toy by the distance they had left him to her so many things could be left safely to the experience of sophia antonovna and at once her black eyes turned to razumov her mind tried to get at the heart of that outburst 
it had some meaning no one is born an active revolutionist the change comes disturbingly with the force of a sudden vocation bringing in its train agonizing doubts assertive violences an unstable state of the soul till the final appeasement of the convert in the perfect fierceness of conviction she had seen often had only divined scores of these young men and young women going through an emotional crisis this young man looked like a moody egotist and besides it was a special a unique case she had never met an individuality which interested and puzzled her so much take care razumov my good friend if you carry on like this you will go mad you are angry with everybody and bitter with yourself and on the lookout for something to torment yourself with it's intolerable razumov could only speak in gasps you must admit that i can have no illusions on the attitude which it isn't clear or rather only too clear he made a gesture of despair it was not his courage that failed him the choking fumes of falsehood had taken him by the throat the thought of being condemned to struggle on and on in that tainted atmosphere without the hope of ever renewing his strength by a breath of fresh air a glass of cold water is what you want sophia antonovna glanced up the grounds at the house and shook her head then out of the gate at the brimful placidity of the lake with a half-comical shrug of the shoulders she gave the remedy up in the face of that abundance it is you my dear soul who are flinging yourself at something which does not exist what is it self-reproach or what it's absurd you couldn't have gone and given yourself up because your comrade was taken she remonstrated with him reasonably at some length too he had nothing to complain of in his reception every newcomer was discussed more or less everybody had to be thoroughly understood before being accepted no one that she could remember had been shown from the first so much confidence soon very soon perhaps sooner than he expected he would be given an opportunity of showing his devotion to the sacred task of crushing the infamy razumov listening quietly thought it may be that she is trying to lull my suspicions to sleep on the other hand it is obvious that most of them are fools he moved aside a couple of paces and folding his arms on his breast leaned back against the stone pillar of the gate as to what remains obscure in the fate of that poor holden sophia antonovna dropped into a slowness of utterance which was to razumov like the falling of molten lead drop by drop as to that though no one ever hinted that either from fear or neglect your conduct has not been what it should have been well i have a bit of intelligence razumov could not prevent himself from raising his head and sophia antonovna nodded slightly i have you remember that letter from st petersburg i mentioned to you a moment ago the letter perfectly some busybody has been reporting my conduct on a certain day it's rather sickening i suppose our police are greatly edified when they open these interesting and and superfluous letters oh dear no the police do not get hold of our letters as easily as you imagine the letter in question did not leave st petersburg till the ice broke up it went by the first english steamer which left the neva this spring they have a fireman on board one of us in fact it has reached me from hull she paused as if she were surprised at the sullen fixity of razumov's gaze but went on at once and much faster we have some of our people there who but never mind the writer of the letter relates an incident which he thinks may possibly be connected with holden's arrest i was just going to tell you when those two men came along that also was an incident muttered razumov of a very charming kind for me leave off that cried sophia antonovna 
nobody cares for nikita's barking there's no malice in him listen to what i have to say you may be able to throw a light there was in st petersburg a sort of town peasant a man who owned horses he came to town years ago to work for some relation as a driver and ended by owning a cab or two she might well have spared herself the slight effort of the gesture wait razumov did not mean to speak he could not have interrupted her now not to save his life the contraction of his facial muscles had been involuntary a mere surface stir leaving him sullenly attentive as before he was not a quite ordinary man of his class it seems she went on the people of the house my informant talked with many of them you know one of those enormous houses of shame and misery sophia antonovna need not have enlarged on the character of the house razumov saw clearly towering at her back a dark mass of masonry veiled in snowflakes with the long row of windows of the eating-shop shining greasily very near the ground the ghost of that night pursued him he stood up to it with rage and with weariness did the late holden ever by chance speak to you of that house sophia antonovna was anxious to know yes razumov making that answer wondered whether he were falling into a trap it was so humiliating to lie to these people that he probably could not have said no he mentioned to me once he added as if making an effort of memory a house of that sort he used to visit some workmen there exactly sophia antonovna triumphed her correspondent had discovered that fact quite accidentally from the talk of the people of the house having made friend with a workman who occupied a room there they described holden's appearance perfectly he brought comforting words of hope into their misery he came irregularly but he came very often and her correspondent wrote sometimes he spent a night in the house sleeping they thought in a stable which opened upon the inner yard note that razumov in a stable razumov had listened with a sort of ferocious but amused acquiescence yes in the straw it was probably the cleanest spot in the whole house no doubt assented the woman with that deep frown which seemed to draw closer together her black eyes in a sinister fashion no four-footed beast could stand the filth and wretchedness so many human beings were condemned to suffer from in russia the point of this discovery was that it proved holden to have been familiar with that horse-owning peasant a reckless independent free-living fellow not much liked by the other inhabitants of the house he was believed to have been the associate of a band of housebreakers some of these got captured not while he was driving them however but still there was a suspicion against the fellow of having given a hint to the police and the woman revolutionist checked herself suddenly and you have you ever heard your friend refer to a certain zemianitch razumov was ready for the name he had been looking out for the question when it comes i shall own up he had said to himself but he took his time to be sure he began slowly zemianitch a peasant owning a team of horses yes on one occasion zemianitch certainly zemianitch of the horses how could it have slipped my memory like this one of the last conversations we had together that means sophia antonovna looked very grave that means razumov it was very shortly before eh before what shouted razumov advancing at the woman who looked astonished but stood her ground before oh of course it was before how could it have been after only a few hours before and he spoke of him favourably with enthusiasm the horses of zemianitch the free soul of zemianitch razumov took a savage delight in the loud utterance of that name which had never before crossed his lips audibly he fixed his blazing eyes on the woman till at last her fascinated expression recalled him to himself 
the late holden he said holding himself in with downcast eyes was inclined to take sudden fancies to people on on what shall i say insufficient grounds there sophia antonovna clapped her hands that to my mind settles it the suspicions of my correspondent were aroused aha your correspondent razumov said in an almost openly mocking tone what suspicions how aroused by this zimianitch probably some drunken gabbling plausible you talk as if you had known him razumov looked up no but i knew holden sophia antonovna nodded gravely i see every word you say confirms to my mind the suspicion communicated to me in that very interesting letter this zimianitch was found one morning hanging from a hook in the stable dead razumov felt a profound trouble it was visible because sophia antonovna was moved to observe vivaciously aha you begin to see he saw it clearly enough in the light of a lantern casting spokes of shadow in a cellar-like stable the body in a sheepskin coat and long boots hanging against the wall a pointed hood with the ends wound about up to the eyes hid the face but that does not concern me he reflected it does not affect my position at all he never knew who had thrashed him he could not have known razumov felt sorry for the old lover of the bottle and women yes some of them end like that he muttered what is your idea sophia antonovna it was really the idea of her correspondent but sophia antonovna had adopted it fully she stated it in one word remorse razumov opened his eyes very wide at that sophia antonovna's informant by listening to the talk of the house by putting this and that together had managed to come very near to the truth of holden's relation to zimianitch it is i who can tell you what you are not certain of that your friend had some plan for saving himself afterwards for getting out of st petersburg at any rate perhaps that and no more trusting to luck for the rest and that fellow's horses were part of the plan they have actually got at the truth razumov marvelled to himself while he nodded judicially yes that's possible very possible but the woman revolutionist was very positive that it was so first of all a conversation about horses between holden and zimianitch had been partly overheard then there were the suspicions of the people in the house when their young gentlemen they did not know holden by his name ceased to call at the house some of them used to charge zimianitch with knowing something of this absence he denied it with exasperation but the fact was that ever since holden's disappearance he was not himself growing moody and thin finally during a quarrel with some woman to whom he was making up in which most of the inmates of the house took part apparently he was openly abused by his chief enemy an athletic peddler for an informer and for having driven our young gentlemen to siberia the same as you did those young fellows who broke into houses in consequence of this there was a fight and zimianitch got flung down a flight of stairs thereupon he drank and moped for a week and then hanged himself sophia antonovna drew her conclusions from the tale she charged zimianitch either with drunken indiscretion as to a driving job on a certain date overheard by some spy in some low grog shop perhaps in the very eating shop on the ground floor of the house or maybe a downright denunciation followed by remorse a man like that would be capable of anything people said he was a flighty old chap and if he had been once before mixed up with the police as seemed certain though he always denied it in connection with these thieves he would be sure to be acquainted with some police underlings always on the lookout for something to report possibly at first his tale was not made anything of 
till the day that scoundrel de p got his deserts ah but then every bit and scrap of hint and information would be acted on and fatally they were bound to get holden sophia antonovna spread out her hands fatally fatality chance razumov meditated in silent astonishment upon the queer verisimilitude of these inferences they were obviously to his advantage it is right now to make this conclusive evidence known generally sophia antonovna was very calm and deliberate again she had received the letter three days ago but did not write at once to peter ivanovitch she knew then that she would have the opportunity presently of meeting several men of action assembled for an important purpose i thought it would be more effective if i could show the letter itself at large i have it in my pocket now you understand how pleased i was to come upon you razumov was saying to himself she won't offer to show the letter to me not likely has she told me everything that correspondent of hers has found out he longed to see the letter but he felt he must not ask tell me please was this an investigation ordered as it were no no she protested there you are again with your sensitiveness it makes you stupid don't you see there was no starting point for an investigation even if anyone had thought of it a perfect blank that's exactly what some people were pointing out as the reason for receiving you cautiously it was all perfectly accidental arising from my informant striking an acquaintance with an intelligent skin-dresser lodging in that particular slum-house a wonderful coincidence a pious person suggested razumov with a pale smile would say that the hand of god has done it all my poor father would have said that sophia antonovna did not smile she dropped her eyes not that his god ever helped him it's a long time since god has done anything for the people anyway it's done all this would be quite final said razumov with every appearance of reflective impartiality if there was any certitude that our young gentleman of these people was victor holden have we got that yes there's no mistake my correspondent was as familiar with holden's personal appearance as with your own the woman affirmed decisively it's the red-nosed fellow beyond a doubt razumov said to himself with reawakened uneasiness at his own visit to that accursed house passed unnoticed it was barely possible yet it was hardly probable it was just the right sort of food for the popular gossip that gaunt busybody had been picking up but the letter did not seem to contain any allusion to that unless she had suppressed it and if so why if it had really escaped the prying of that hunger-stricken democrat with a confounded genius for recognizing people from description it could only be for a time he would come upon it presently and hasten to write another letter and then end of part three chapter four section one recording by expatriate in bangor maine